Hey, everybody, grab yourself a plate and don't forget the syrup. It's movies for breakfast. This is Logan Anderson coming to you here from Washington. Here with the host, the host with the most, Risky Boats. The co-host, yeah, John Risky Boats. <laughs> what up, Logan? Not much. How about you? It's uh, It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, it's um, we missed an episode and plus a day, but um, that's all good. It's just all part of the learning process. So that's exactly it. Uh, I agree. It's one of those things where, yeah, you know what? First off, it's movies for breakfast. There aren't no rules. Yep. And more so importantly, I did mo- mention in the last uh, episode, we're still trying to work out the kinks. Hopefully, we've got it worked out. So, yep, yep, yep. And there's, there's always uh, something going on. But um, yeah, so how was your uh, how was your week in movies? Uh, it was a varied. Uh, it's been a little bit different. I've been uh, trying to check out a little bit of different kind of movies here and there. Uh, do we want to go straight into the movies that we've seen in the last two weeks? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. So the last for everybody uh, who followed uh, last week's episode, um uh, We did episodes on The River Thief and The Last Duel. Uh, Since then, uh, I think we missed, we were going to record The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, and The Power of the Dog. Uh, So in the meantime... I've watched both those. Uh, uh, Yes, I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about them. Uh, So uh, I actually saw for uh, one of the first movies I've seen in a movie theater since COVID was the new Scream movie. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I've never seen a Scream movie before. Uh, It was a friend's birthday and she wanted to go and see the new Scream movie. And I have to say, I, I don't know, maybe high expectations, maybe low. I don't know. I've never seen any of the Scream movies. I actually really enjoyed it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's kind of cool to watch like a horror movie that like, it feels like a TV show could have done this stuff, but I think the movie does it so much better. The gore is kind of cool to look at. And I mean, without giving anything away, I thought the killer and all that other stuff is still really cool. There's some pretty good death scenes in it. Uh, I, 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 I enjoy I it. Okay, I know it had, like, they brought a lot of the original cast back, and I'm sure it filled it with some member berries that probably went right over your head. I wonder if that... Did, well, did, did that... Did you notice like any like the crowd reacting to something that you're like, wait, I don't understand because you so my theater was mostly empty. I think there were like eight people, and most of them sat behind us. Uh, so when we saw it, I, I mean, I, I, I'm here's the thing is I'm familiar with the Scream movies, but I haven't seen the Scream movies. Like I know like Jamie Kennedy and Matthew Lillard are in the first one, and Nev Campbell and David Arquette, like all of them are in there. Not well, not not uh not Matthew Lillard, not uh, Jamie Kennedy. I believe they're dead in those mo- in the first and second movie. I think. I think. <laughs> Spoiler uh, for a movie you haven't seen. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, but from what I took away from it, I I really enjoyed it. It was probably a lot I wouldn't have caught on to, but I feel like the movie has a lot of fun. It also kind of strangely is about sequels. And I can't say exactly how, but it's kind of charming. I was actually laughing as much as I was actually being a little surprised by it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, one movie I watched uh, just recently was, oh, man, I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, Enchanto. Enchanto. Encanto. 
Encanto, yeah, it's a uh, animated movie about like, this family that has like magical powers, except for uh, the black sheep or whatever. She she didn't get no magical powers, but she has the power of love. And uh, it had like uh, music. In, I don't know even know how I ended up watching it because it's just like a kids' cartoon. But um, sometimes I enjoy those. Like I watched Happy Feet too, and I was like really liked. <laughs> I really liked it. And Surfs Up, and I watched that one too. This is a penguin surfing movie or whatever, but right. Um, but yeah, um, it was cool. Really good music. Um, I don't know. That's cool. I, I I didn't like. You know, I don't really, really can't think of uh, too much to say about it. Then like, yeah, it was cool. This no, is a gray. Is this a gray spot on my beard? Oh my god, is it a gray? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was just one. Uh, another one I saw that I didn't think I would enjoy as much is. Um, Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, okay. okay. I, 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 uh, the rest of my movies is all like Disney movies for Strangely. So, uh, the Mary Poppins Returns, which I don't probably sacrilege to some people, I'm not the biggest Mary Poppins fan, the, the original one. I think it's okay. I think I saw it not enough, not the right age as a little kid and I didn't enjoy it as much. But I think, yeah. I think the remake is pretty fun. Uh, all the music's written by Lin Manuel Miranda from uh, oh, Hamilton. Well, okay. the music from Encanto is also the same thing. It's all written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, you know what? It had like that that type of vibe. Now that you say that, yeah, it it felt it felt like that. I'm sorry. It's all not good. Sure not sure what happened there. Just a back to me. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I don't know why it interrupts my. Um, <laughs> Thing there. All right. Um, let's see. One second here. Sorry about that. No problem. But yeah, it's, uh, now that you say that, like the vibe of it definitely felt like um like Hamilton, which is coming to Spokane in May. I'm gonna go see that. So nice. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh uh, yeah, I think Mary Poppins Returns is okay. I think it's got a nice, it's it's nice. I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not the biggest Mary Poppins fan, but my biggest hangup with the movie is like, I don't know why it has to be more action packed than the original because the original is not actiony at all. It's a musical. It's kind of cute and aloof. And then this is like, why are there action sequences? Why is the big set piece of the movies? You know, I, I'm not going to say what, but there's like a big action set piece. I'm like, this isn't Mary Poppins. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's uh, you made a good point there that that actually has like good residency for how I feel about movies. It's like watching it at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I always liked the prequels when everybody was hating on them because I was the perfect age for that. Jar Jar Binks stepping in poop and going, oh, doogie, poopy, poopy was hilarious. Oh, yeah, me too. I you know? That might be an episode one day of about talking about the prequels, but I remembered liking. It's funny. I actually, uh, I guess I spoiled like our, our listing for when we do that, but I actually loved uh, Phantom Menace. I didn't like Attack of the Clones, and I thought Re- uh, Return of the Revenge of the Sith was okay. And then when I rewatched it, my opinion completely flipped. And I'm just like, "Whoa, how could I feel this way about these movies?" <laughs> I still love them all. I I, I I can't hate it. Oh man, uh, Book of Boba Fett, especially the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what time you're watching uh, watching this, um, 
Well, I mean, while I'm existing right now, there's one episode of Book of Boba Fett left, and the last. Do have you been watching it? I have not yet. I need to sit down and sit, skip through it now. You watched The Mandalorian at all? Yeah, uh, my wife and I finished the season two of The Mandalorian this year. Oh man, I wish I could talk to you about it. So we gotta watch that so we can. <laughs> all right, I will uh, try to get some episodes in before next time we record. Yep, yep. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, and what else? Have I seen anything else? I mean, just mainly Mandalorian and Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other ones I watched real quick were uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's a Disney movie that came out in, like, 2001. It was, it's about, like, a. it's, like, about the city of Atlantis, like, the city buried under the water, under the ocean kind of thing. It's an adventure movie. Uh, I went back and watched it with my wife because she had never seen it. And I saw it in the drive-in when I was 11 years old and I fell in love with it as a kid. I went back to it and it's good, but it's got its problems. It's not a real story heavy movie, but I absolutely still really enjoy it. And I also think the directors have a case that could have sued James Cameron because it's like, there's lots of it that's like ripped into app. Like, like James Cameron, everyone jokes about James Cameron watched Dance with Wolves and he ripped that off for Avatar. And then I'm sitting here like, no, he watched Atlantis the Lost Empire. He ripped off from that movie too. Like it's a confluence of a bunch of different things, but that's what I think of when I watch that movie. It's like, oh no, it, it, it's got a it, it's a bunch of other different movies. So okay, uh, all right, yeah, I'll have to check into that. For and sure. then yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It's like less than 90 minutes. And then the last one I watched was Onward, the Pixar movie from like two years ago. It's like a L. Okay, yeah, okay. I missed that one. I seen the seen the trailers for it. Have you seen the meme of uh, Pedro Pascal who plays the, the Mando Mando from Mandalorian? There was like a meme on the internet of him like doing a live. Uh, he's doing like a Zoom meeting, like a play recording. And there's a scene of him, you've seen, there's like a meme of him where he's like, he starts laughing and he starts crying and he's like putting all of his emotion into it. And you just see it on his face. I did that at the end of Onward. I was like, oh, okay. if you want to, if you want to see it, it's a Pedro Pascal meme and you'll see this thing. And you're like, wait, Mando can act like this. This is amazing. <laughs> it's, I was doing okay. that in the movie, but it's cute. I didn't. It it's it's one of those because I know um uh um Pixar's like yeah. does your um Pixar oh man no you're right Disney Pixar yeah they they they'll pull on your heartstrings is what I'm saying uh, yeah and I didn't think I was going to enjoy it like when I watched the previews and stuff I'm sitting here like this kind of looks boring but then watch the movie it's like the 15 first 15 minutes are the worst part of it and then once the movie gets past that it actually gets kind of fun it's not mm-hmm. great but i don't know like it, it hit me in just the right place and it's actually a pretty fun little action movie chris pratt's in it and uh tom holland is in it and he's pretty good i okay yeah all right, I'll, I'll check that i missed that one out. i think that's all the movies i really saw this week though it's been kind of crazy just been uh eating my mr beast bars and <laughs> i'm gonna have to check those out man yeah, yeah yeah well you can buy them from my chocolate factory when i win it you know yeah 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so what do you think? You want to jump into the lists? Sure. So uh, the episode for this week's episode, we were going to do uh, the power of the dog uh, and the death of Superman lives. What happened? And my suggestion for the show was going to be uh, in honor of a movie that never happened. Why don't we make our list the top five movies we wish would have happened? Uh, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, I should say it should be on there, I guess. But because we're reviewing it, I didn't put it on my list. But the Death of Superman list would be on my list. It'd probably be number one, actually. But this is not on the list for whatever reason. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's on your list, if not. But um, how about you go? You want to go first or, or, or uh, how uh, do you do that? You know what? I Since I started the show, how about you go first? Let's see what's Okay. So um, mine... It just now recently is coming out as a streaming show, but um, it originally was going to be a movie and it was going to be a, a movie with a really cool director that I think really would have uh, went far. He ended up like repurposing the props to make District 9, which oh. is a good movie. <clears throat> but originally what that what District 9 was supposed to be. So it was almost maybe a blessing that didn't happen. because District 9 was cool, but he was going to make Halo. Yeah. Um, um, Neil Blanca, uh, Halo. So I, nice. I been a killer. Yeah. I, have you seen the trailer for that yet? I have. I have. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's like a, it looks like a cross between like a really good budget, well done thing and a fan fiction. I, I don't know, but it, I, I'm excited for it. So I, I am too. And I'm not the biggest, like I played Halo a little bit, but I didn't own an Xbox as a kid. So I really am interested in it. It might be kind of fun. Uh, I'm yeah. certainly down to checking it out. Yeah, I've invested a lot of time playing Halo, so hopefully uh, the, the the show will pay it off. Um, what I want in there is uh, it's got to have cool action. It's got to have the weapons. That's going to make it pretty exciting. The, oh, if yeah. they have the Needler gun, I'll be happy. And at some point, uh, Master Chief has to teabag somebody he kills. Otherwise, it's not Halo. So... If that doesn't happen, it's not Halo. You know what I mean? Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So what's uh what's your number five? So going straight from video game to video game, um, Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh uh, okay. So I'm actually a big fan <clears throat> of the um Super Mario Brothers movie that came out in like the 90s, like 91, 92. Uh, with Bob Hoskins playing Mario and John Leguizamo plays Luigi. And the end of the movie, uh, it's like Mario and Luigi, spoiler alert, go back to the real world. And they're <laughs> like, oh, man, you know, I miss Daisy. She was so cool. And then Princess Peach, Daisy, whatever, kicks down the door and she has like a flamethrower gun. And she just looks at them and she goes, you're not going to believe this. And it was supposed to set up a sequel like a coup happening in the mushroom kingdom or something and the movie failed so they never made a sequel and i kind of wish we had that sequel it would have been stupid as heck and i would have loved it i never i know i don't remember that was that like an end credit scene or just well no it's it's the very end of the movie she just says like you're not gonna believe this and then the movie just ends yeah so it's setting up a sequel it expected to make money so Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So my number four, I like, I don't know if I would have been as excited for you as that, but I'll let you get, get that. Um, my number four is um, 
kind of got a little bit revamped. Maybe it'll happen now, actually, uh-huh. um, after seeing uh, the new Spider-Man. Um, but it, it, I'm going to, it's kind of two movies, but I'll make it kind of one since it's one thing, that thing. But it's Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 3, and but more importantly, Ra- Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4. I think that could have really been, um, really been a cool thing. I was a big fan of the um, Spider-Man, uh, Ra- Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Every Spider-Man movie I liked. Um, I I thought um, I thought the best Peter Parker was um, the best Peter Parker was um, to, um, um, the first one, which is his Toby name. McGuire. Toby McGuire, um, and I feel like the best Spider-Man was um, Andrew Garfield, but the mm-hmm. best like all around both is Tom Holland. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, man, if we would have gotten number four there, I would have really been interested to see what Sam Rainey had in store for that. Uh, and maybe it'll happen. I don't know. This is a strange world we live in. Uh, have you heard what his Spider-Man 4 was supposed to be? Um, yeah, and I've even seen, like, he had the storyboards of it. Um, he was going to have the vulture in it. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was going to be an extravaganza. Yeah, I would, I could definitely see that. And you got a point. I mean, to this day and age, anything could happen. So, I mean, that would be awesome. I would have loved Spider-Man four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number four for me is a movie that technically already happened, but it, it's different casting. Uh, that's kind of what most of my list is, is different casting. And one okay. that I would have loved is uh, Raul Julia, who played Gomez Adams in the Adams Family movies, the first okay. two. He also played M. Bison in Street Fighter, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, he was originally supposed to play Antonio, or not Antonio Banderas, uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins character in The Mask of Zorro like the 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 Zara movie from the 90s. Okay, yeah, yeah. The story goes is that Raul Julia was dying of stomach cancer and he let his kids pick his last movie project. And his kids were like, "We want you to do the Street Fighter movie." And he was like, "Okay, I'm doing this for my kids." So he did that instead. He was in talks to do A Mask of Zorro and it fell through obviously. But I guess like he was a really like like if you've seen Adam's family, like could you imagine Gomez Adams, but he's in deck like the Zara, like doing swashbuckling and like horseback <laughs> yeah. riding? Like it would have been so cool. No disrespect to Anthony Hopkins, but I want that movie. I want to go into the alternate, like the alternate dimension where I can watch that movie and it would be <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. Okay. My number. Um, I don't know if I could picture that. That's weird. It's hard to picture. But I mean, yeah. Oh, it's crazy how like casting could like Will Smith was almost in the Matrix, you know, but he, he just didn't understand I've, it. I've heard that before. You also heard the other one. Uh, Sean Connery was supposed to play Morpheus. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been true. Or Sean Connery. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. All right, be Sean Connery. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that would work. I think, uh, okay, my number three. Yeah, my number three. Um, 
I was really excited for. I don't even know if this was a rumor. I just remember hearing it. Um, so you ever seen 21 Jump Street with Jonah Hill and um I had uh, uh Channing Tatum, yeah. Channing Tatum. So and then they did 22 Jump Street. And the rumor that I heard, I don't know if you heard about this one, was it was gonna be 23 MIB and they were gonna be in men in black. I've heard this. Yes. Oh my yeah, I heard that and I was like, oh my god, that is gonna be the greatest thing that ever happened. And then they made the uh, the new men in black. Was that, oh, it was all right, but um I was probably more disappointed in that one because it wasn't 23 MIB. And um, it's just the I don't know nothing about the movie. I just know that that premise would have been a blast. That would have I haven't seen Twenty Two Jump Street, but I did see Twenty One. Twenty One Jump Street, I think, is kind of an underrated classic. Yeah. Uh, and Twenty Two, I heard, is excellent. I I do need to see it, but I remember hearing that rumor, and I yeah, I would have loved Twenty Two. Is that. funny too, bro. There's like the end credit, the whole end credit, like montage music thing is one of the funniest things you'll ever see so nice yep yep all right um is that your number three three yep all right my number three is gonna be again a world where i wish this could have happened but this one almost could have happened uh chris farley's shrek oh wow yeah have you heard about this yeah, yeah, I heard he even recorded all of it. Yeah, so uh, is that Adam Conover on your screen? <laughs> that guy ruins everything. <laughs> uh, no, um, so they were going to do, uh, yeah, Chris Farley Shrek. They recorded the whole thing. He tragically died of a drug overdose. We lost an incredibly funny actor. And Mike Myers was like, I would like, to do the movie and he ended up re-recording it and everything else there is footage online on youtube you can find of chris farley's performance i don't know if the movie would have been better but i certainly would have enjoyed to have seen that and heck if there's two minutes of audio footage somewhere there means there has to be hundreds of hours more recorded and i want someone give it to the internet let them make a version of it online i would totally watch that here's what you do with it right Right. If you're DreamWorks Animation, if I'm the head of DreamWorks Animation, here's what I say. I pull everybody into a meeting, right? I sit them down. I say, okay, you guys see how successful Spider-Man was when they brought everything in and flipped the universe and made it crazy. What we do is Shrek, he's walking along with Donkey, right? And he falls or something happens and he ends up in a multiverse and meets Shrek from a different universe who is voiced by Chris Farley and and somehow work out in the dialogue where he's like, with the first movie, I know you guys could do it and make a universe movie where that happens. And if that does happen, I just want my 10% perpetuity for coming up with the idea. If that happens, I will I will pay for I will buy I will buy tickets for other people to go and see this because that would be awesome. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I don't have any confirmation of whether or not my number two would have really existed or not, or if there was even talks, it ended up being a Super Bowl commercial instead, uh, years later. Um, do, do you know where I'm going? Maybe, but go ahead. Um, Ferris Bueller's day off, right? Um, no. Or he gets a day off from work or something. like. I don't know what the premise would have been. Right. But but obviously it was a sequel to Ferris Bueller's day off. But like, uh, like, 
whatever it would have been, probably a cool title. And um, I think that uh, I just love Ferris Bueller's Day Off so much that they could have done something funny with the sequel for that. I don't, you know, him going to work or having <laughs> like some boss or something. He's got to take the boss's car. I don't even know, but it would have been, um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. There's so much they could have done with that. See, it's funny you said that because the thing I remember was, uh, wasn't there a Super Bowl? It was a Super Bowl commercial. It was an advertisement for Australia, and it was a reboot of Crocodile Dundee with. Um, it uh, was yeah, it had like Chris Hemsworth and Margot Robbie, and uh, Crocodile Dundee's son grows up to be uh, the one dude from Eastbound and Down. I can't think of the guy's name. Oh God, it's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Um, I, I remember that, but um, but no, they did a Ferris Bueller's Day Off to. It seemed like it was going to be a movie trailer, and I was like, "Oh, Danny yeah. McBride, that's who." It was. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Danny McBride, that's funny. Someday I want to be in a movie with Danny McBride. I feel like we'd have good chemistry. That would be fun. <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, um, they did like. Do you remember back in the day when like? you would first hear about a movie for the first time watching the Super Bowl. I remember like the yeah. Ang Lee's Hulk and stuff. I was like, yeah. Oh, Nowadays, it was like, obviously you hear about it way before, but. Right. But it was like teaser trailer stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. You'd like, like that's the first time you'd hear about it, but now it's like you always hear about it online. Right. But that, yeah, that was cool. But yeah, but Ferris Bueller's day off too. And you know what? It could what? still happen. It could. And. I would be down to see how that goes. Be a little hairy how they get the principal involved in that, but I'm totally down for it. Yeah, they have, but they have, they would have, wait, um, uh, that guy's still alive, right? Jeffrey Einstein. Jones. Yeah, he had. Oh, a, Jeffrey Jones. I was thinking the, the teacher, uh, Bueller. Oh, Ben Stein. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, he's so doing like him back somehow, too. Oh, man. Uh, my so my number he two, has kids and they go to the school. That's how. You okay, I can go with that. That would yeah. be fun. Yep. Yeah. And, and this kid is older, around thirty three, played by John Risky Bolts. I love it. <laughs> Wait, he I don't just, know why he's still in high school. Then <laughs> he turned. Know, well, you know, you you do that thing where you're. I'm eighteen years old, but you look oh, yeah. like you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude matthew broderick was like almost 30 years old when he recorded that movie the only person in high school at the time was uh sloan <laughs> that's funny uh, uh okay <laughs> number two is one that i don't know if anyone would want to watch but i would it's um yellow submarine directed by robert zemeckis okay so uh, Yellow Submarine's the musical, the Beatles musical is a cartoon. Uh, Robert Zemeckis was doing his CGI animated stuff at the time where he did the Polar Express and Beowulf and A Christmas Carol. People, a lot of people don't like those movies. I kind of enjoy most of them. Uh, but he had had an idea of doing Yellow Submarine and it was going to be uh, like Carrie Elwes, the guy who plays... Um, he is in, um, he's Wesley in Princess Bride and uh, Peter Serafinowicz, who was like the voice of Darth Maul. He played the tick on the live action Amazon show. Yeah. He, they were going to do like impressions of the Beatles and they were going to do like a CGI animated thing of Yellow Submarine. 
And there's footage you can find online of them doing like CGI tests. And it looks like the weirdest thing in the world because it's photorealistic animated beetles. Like Polar Express photorealistic? Kind of, but they look better than they did then because the tech is like people made them in like the last remade it in like the last few years with like their own personal computers. Like I would totally be down for that. It would be trippy as all hell and I would totally be down for it. (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. All right. right. My number one is Reservoir Cats. Now, um, Quentin Tarantino. He did Reservoir Dogs, right? And Reservoir right. Cat. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you had me for a moment there. <laughs> no. Um, it's, um, uh, I just was, let me my notes for sure. Let's have my notes. Hold on one second. So, sorry. Um, uh, oh, um, so I actually talked about this movie when it was um, top 10 movies or top top five movies that I didn't expect to like mm-hmm. um, was John Carter. And um, it sets up a sequel in the end that will never happen because of how little movie that money made and how much it costs to make. But I really enjoy John Carter of Mars. And I think that, um, um, it would have been a cool sequel. It would have been a cool franchise. Really. I, I really, I really liked it, but alas, it'll never happen. I have, still need to see John Carter. I have that in my collection. I just want to sit down and watch it at this point. But for and I, what I did see, I watched like a half an hour of it and I'm sitting here like, why didn't people see this? This actually is kind of fun. Yeah, I think and and going into it knowing like, hey, at least you know somebody who really likes it might be better than when I watched it because I everybody said it sucked. And I was like, why does it suck? I don't I, I mean, there's a little some parts that are contrived and and um and it's extremely racist, but I loved it. That's, no, sorry, it's not. It's not racist at all. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my god! No, no. It's it's just a it's just a dumb fun movie. It's not like you know super right. introspective or anything, but it's just a dumb fun movie. There's nothing wrong with that. I have you seen Speed Racer? I love that. Yeah, movie. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, that's another great one. That's that a movie that I wish I could say Speed Racer too, but I mean the world. You never know, but no one will ever make a Speed Racer too, unless I'm wrong, but. I totally, I, there's nothing wrong with fun movies. I, I'm sure I'll add some at the end of my year list when we do this. Who, who, who directed uh, Speed Racer again? It was somebody. The Wachowskis. Note. Yeah, that's right. It was the ones who did The Matrix. Lana and Lily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, my number one is going to be one that has been in what's called Development Hell for decades. It's called A Confederacy of Dunces. Uh, uh, it's a directed, it, it, so it's got a long history, but it's, it's a book that was written by an author who he wrote one novel and he couldn't get anybody to make the story, make the story killed himself. And his mother gave the book to like publishers and nobody wanted him. An author took it and read it. And he's like, this is the greatest thing ever written. So he helped get it, get it published. 
And it became like this phenomenon in the 70s. Like everyone loves it. And they've been trying to make it into a movie for literally like the last four decades. And every time something happens, it because it's about a major character and he's like a big fat dude who lives with his mom and he's kind of a loser and everything else is like the joke. And his name is Ignatius Riley. And in every single story, the version they've tried to make of this movie they want to cast like a fat actor who's funny to play Ignatius Riley. And every time they do something bad happened. The first time they did it was in the eighties and they tried to get John Belushi to play the part who died of a drug overdose. They did it in early two in early nineties. They want John Candy to play the part who died of a heart attack. They tried to get Chris Farley in later nineties who died of a drug overdose they tried to get the rumor on this one's a little iffy, but it's either uh, Zach Galifianakis or Will Ferrell to play the part. And they had almost filmed them. They were about to start filming in, uh, well, not North Carolina, in, uh, uh, they were about to start filming because it like takes place in like Louisiana or whatever. And Hurricane Katrina hit. And basically damaged the whole thing. And so they people are like, we're just not going to make the movie. It's too cursed. Wow, that is crazy. I've yeah. never heard any of that. I was, I was thinking like, damn, there, there's some sort of correlation here. <laughs> That's nuts, man. Yeah. Um, I was going to say they need to just put Chris Hem, Hemsworth back in the Fat Thor costume and get it done. But I would totally watch that, though. <laughs> I've read the book. I own it. I think it's hilarious. It is actually a case where it's a funny book. Yeah, that, and that's kind of a tragic story about the author. The only reason I started laughing at first because you said it's a book that was written by an author, and that yeah, <laughs> redundancy department of redundancy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, that was good. That was a good list. I feel like that was a yeah. Good list. I I was really surprised by some of your choices. I I I know one day we're gonna make a list where it's like, oh yeah, my my number four is this, and be like, dude, my number one was that. Like yeah. we're gonna do, it will cross over one day, and I'm yeah. down for it. We're, we're we're different enough though. Our, our lists have been so different that I make. I think it makes for a good conversation. Um, once we do ten, uh, top ten comedy or, or top five comedies, it'll be a little hard because all of our top five is just gonna be step brothers. So. Yeah, but, step brothers, um, step brothers, step brothers. Uh, Chandler's list. What? what? Why would you <laughs> find that funny? Oh, step brothers. Okay, I was a little worried there. Well, I was gonna put like Step Brothers when you're high, Step Brothers when you're hungry. You know, no, I'm <laughs> um, uh, anyways, and then hey, guys, uh, listening, if you got, if you guys want to let us know what movies almost happened that didn't happen that you guys were excited for, let us know. You know, because we like adding to our list. Maybe we'll learn something that we'll we'll, uh, we'll be champions of. Yes, absolutely. I and this was kind of a fun little list. I I I want to hear what people. Uh, what what movies people would have wanted because I mean the world's a crazy place and sometimes they're making movies happen now so okay so what do you want to talk about first power of the dog or Superman the death of Superman or the death of Superman lives this is a cool title uh, uh, that's a good question I guess which one do you feel like you could talk I, I always like to do this the one we can talk the most about i like to save that it's like kind of like warming up probably power of the of the of the dog maybe i don't know that's that's the one you want is that the first one 
I say I, I probably have a little bit more to say about that one, maybe. Okay. Um, I'm but down both, for that. You know. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the death of Superman lives. Um, do you, here, you want to give them the uh, the absolutely. So uh, the full title of this movie, which is a mouthful, is the death of Superman lives. What happened? Question mark is a movie directed by a YouTuber I'd never heard of named John Shep, who sadly passed away in the last few years, yeah. uh, who made a documentary that is about the fictitious mo- or movie that effectively existed called The Death of Superman. And it basically chronicles the entire history of the movie from a script by Kevin Smith, who just came off of like Mall Rats and Clerks, going all the way to uh, like a really like a, a familiar screenplay writer, Dan Gilroy, who did uh, Nightcrawler uh, and like all and, and the, the, the direction, the art, like the history, the production history, which is freaking weird. And it ends up making for what I thought was a pretty fun movie. I don't know if it's the best movie, but I certainly had fun with it. Um, the, the when you say the a fun movie, are you talking about the movie that would have been or oh, the actual um the actual like documentary? It both because I think yeah. what when I when I heard about the legend of this because the movie has a has a history behind it. I think Superman Lives is kind of a it's a fun, bizarre, weird idea for a movie. Um um the one thing that is um the one thing that's kind of interesting about it is i've never heard of it and then when i did it's like wait a minute this is a movie that people tried to make it's kind of like when you hear like one i didn't put on my list but i'd heard about um do you know there was supposed to be a justice league movie from um uh who's the director of mad max uh oh um I can't think of his name. George Foreman. George Miller. George Miller. George Miller. George Miller was supposed to do a Justice League movie. He actually was set to direct a Justice League movie like a good seven year, eight years, or no, like a full 10 years before the before the the movies, like the actual movies happened. And yeah, and it fell apart. Like when you hear about that with superhero movies, like I mean, maybe it's just me and I'm a little bit jaded, but I find that I'm more interested about the superhero movies that happen post whatever this whole smart, what cinematic universes are, because there's something so fun about the idea of like a movie that's just its own contained idea and not just yeah, a movie. Yeah, the Joker a- was so good. The Joker, the new one. I still need to see that. It's on, it's on my list on HBO Max. I still need to watch it. Yeah, that you. Yeah, that's yeah. Definitely watch that because it's different than in, than even what you're probably expecting it is. Right. Um. But yeah. Uh. But more to your point. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like it, it. almost. I think you meant pre this era, right? You said post, but did you mean uh, like pre, pre? Pre. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm totally with you there. It's it's just because like um, especially with Marvel movies, right? which I love the cinematic universe. I think it's the greatest thing, but 
it's almost a little limiting that they all have to connect into this universe. That's why I kind of like what DC is doing a little, it's weird to say it's different because when the, the cinematic universe came out, that was so different and like a crazy thing. You know what I mean? Right. But, but, um, but it's cool that they have like, you know, they, they have like two Batmans coming out, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm, I'm for it. See, and that's the thing I like about it is so in the timeline that they set in the movie, this is basically happening immediately after Super or uh, Batman, uh, Batman Returns, the one with the penguin. So that's 93. Yep. So if I'm following the timeline correctly, it's like 96. They start working on this 95, 96. And then they eventually get to Wild Wild West in 1990. I think it's 98 or 99. <laughs> Yeah, the giant spider. Remember us talking about the giant spider? Yeah. I couldn't yeah, get no. over that, dude. He's so Ugh. so one of the funny things about the movie is uh apparently there is uh John Peters, who was a hairdresser for Barbara Streisand, who basically got like a job as a producer because it's like, oh, I, my friend, my friend Barbara, you know, she got me in. And then he basically just is like a maniac like the dude is in i mean i mean no hyperbole the man seems like he's genuinely insane (laughs) and he's but but so i i I, yeah it's uh man what so what what did you think of um the actual suit like when you see you know him try on the suit so that was the part where it kind of felt a little like white noise to me for a bit because i think the suit stuff is really cool but it felt like it went on and on just a little bit too long where i think the costume does but the costume design stuff like so i guess we need to set the table so when they were going to do this movie uh the title is kind of a joke uh which i didn't realize but so kevin smith tells his part of the story of writing the script and it was called like uh superman returns or superman lives or something i don't remember the exact title and kevin smith's like no, man, this has got to be a better, this has got to be a better title. So he wanted to make his version of the movie. And it was basically the idea of Superman. Uh, it's supposed to be the Superman, the death of Superman comic, where Superman actually does die in the comics and then comes back to life and sort of dealing with that. But with Tim Burton's touch, it was supposed to make him feel like a stranger on this planet. And like it basically is the history of how that works or how it yeah. doesn't work, I suppose is the way to go about it. Uh, yeah. And, and it was just, there's weird rules that they were given. Like, well, we don't want them to fly. They yeah. Fly. Which is the weirdest part is like John Peters is like, that's ridiculous. Can't make a Superman movie that doesn't fly. I don't want this. I don't want this. And it's like, are you insane? And I can't tell because like in the beginning, I'm like, Oh, this guy made all this up. But then when you watch the movie, you almost feel like he's conceited enough that you'd be like, no, why would I make a Superman movie where he doesn't fly? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) And then you hear about the giant spider. Yeah. The giant spider, (laughs) you know, and and then they made a whole movie around it. (laughs) I know the mechanical spider. It's so stupid. It's the stupidest, dumbest. I can't even imagine the spider from Wild Wild West fighting Superman. Well, I will say that's the one thing I really dug about. They do a lot of like 
co- like not costume, but it's more of set design and like stylizing the how the spider would have looked. And yeah. it wasn't a mechanical spider. It was supposed to be like a real organic sort of creature. And like the one thing I will say about it is like all the all the artwork and stuff they designed for it is phenomenal. Yeah. Like they oh, yeah. talk about like a giant crystal like a skull ship sort of thing, not a crystal skull. No, uh, they talk, but it talks like some kind of like skull ship sort of thing. And it's the weirdest thing. Like who thinks of this? It's who like thought- Tim Burton esque, you know what I mean? Like that type of universe. It would have fit well in the Batman and Robin universe or whatever. You know what I mean? I feel like who knows though. It could have came out and been completely different. You never know until you see something. That's, and that's the thing. Like, I think the one thing that's crazy about it is, I would love to see that movie, but I have no idea. I but it's definitely a movie that we would have seen and been like as kids going, yeah, it's not as good as the other Batman movies or the other Superman movies. Like, and then it would I, I don't, then, I, I don't know because like objectively, Batman and Robin is bad, but I liked it when I was a kid. I actually really loved all you oh, know, anything, yeah. you know. So I probably would have loved that just as much. I played the Nintendo 64. Uh, Superman game, which oh is the worst game ever, but it was a Superman, so I played it over and over. And over that and over. I'm embarrassed to admit, I did the same thing. I rented that from the video store so many times. It's like yeah. I'm gonna fly through these rings straight one day. Yeah. Oh wait, you can't. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. It was the hardest. Even to get a little bit into the game was really hard. But I, but but I digress. I'm just saying, it, you know, as a kid, we were spoiled. Then we didn't have like phones and like good movie or like a way of judging movies yeah i mean and yeah go ahead well i was gonna say i should i should mention um i I mean this doesn't really matter like at all for like the how i felt about the movie but i mean a little bit but um i was a fan of john shep's youtube channel you know watching him review movies and stuff for years so when he he made that documentary i was really excited about it which Um, I wanted to ask you about that. So you're the one that actually, uh, we brought it up on our, I don't remember, I think it was our top five movies we didn't expect to enjoy list. And somehow I think the documentary came up in our conversation and I was kind of like, I wanted to ask you, so do you remember when you first saw it and what was your impression of it? And then like, this would be a fun idea for the show is how did, how was revisiting this like, you know, from when you last saw it, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't know if anything really changed. It just, um, I, you know, like I remember I was like, there's the ridiculous things I forgot about. <laughs> um, but, um, even like, uh, I, I remember this time being impressed, not maybe impressed is the wrong word, but you know, where they showed the little test footage of how they're going to make him fly with like the cartoon or whatever. Yeah. I thought that looked kind of cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would have been, that would have been a trip to see. Um, you know, how they would have got past the challenges of trying to make Superman fly in the 90s. Because, I mean, obviously they did it before that, but um, but it looked like a guy in a green screen. They were trying to avoid that look. I thought might have been, might have been a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but revisiting it, it felt, um, I don't know, it, it almost like it's John Chef is like his last, like, you know, gift. I don't know why it's not on anything. That's so weird to me. So... I did find that out. 
uh, it turns out that for some reason there's no streaming rights to it. You basically would have to go to the Death of Superman Lives website and then you can buy it or rent it through his website, which is really weird. And I didn't know about that until after I posted the episode. So it was like, well, you can pay $4 to rent it or you can pay like 20 bucks to get like a digital copy with like deleted scenes and stuff. But there is no way to get like a a physical copy. I was unsure about that, but I'd almost I'd almost be curious to add that to the collection. Like it's that kind of fun sort of movie that I would add that almost to my 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 collection. Yeah, I think I would too. Um yeah, but yeah, um revisiting it, it felt good. It was uh it's it's one of the, there's a document there's documentaries that you can watch every once in a while. I just because we brought it up on a podcast, I showed my brother we watched uh um Dear Zachary again, and that would you know what I mean Ooh. that would that yeah he, we were sitting there like you know crying his eyes and stuff and yeah you know I mean it's it's that's a sad one mm-hmm. it really is but but it's one that like it's it's like it sticks with you I got like a little section of documentaries that I feel like and they don't have to be sad you know what I mean just whatever I feel powerful you know right I was yeah I, I was gonna say uh, the one thing I was really surprised by um was it was kind of, it was so, it feels so weird. It almost feels like, it's kind of like that thing where you go to like uh, amusement parks and they have the rules of like, whenever characters are in costume, like you have the Mickey Mouse, like guy walking around at Disney World, you cannot take the suit off. You have to be behind this certain door before you can actually, like you can't drop character. Yeah. And it feels like that when there's the footage of Nicolas <clears throat> Cage with the wig and the superman suit and he's like looking in the mirror talking about oh yeah you know it just feels weird you know like like it was so weird and it just it seems like it's like a kid <laughs> in a candy store feeling when that happens and then like tim burton which you can feel about tim burton however you like i i like most of his movies i don't think he's the most interesting person to interview because he kind of seems like oh yeah you know the thing and the yeah it's like yeah. <laughs> although i like i like the one good thing i can say about tim burton that nobody can deny is he has a vision he's he's what, what's the word i'm looking for our tour right is it the right word where like you could see a scene that maybe he just filmed it of a movie you've never seen before and right. be like, oh, that's tim burton you could tell right away yeah well, that's so much so like there's movies that he's influenced or whatever that people think he directed because it has that type of look a little bit like um, right. um the the nightmare on elm street here no no um nightmare before christmas na- yeah exactly nightmare yeah. before christmas is way different right? yeah no um, it, it borrows a lot of his aesthetics but it's never been directed by him he's produced it exactly yeah so so i mean so so like he's definitely an is that the right word I'm thinking of? Artur? Uh, Artur, yeah. He does, and I, and that's the one thing I kind of like about it, and I think it's the right word for it, is like his auteur, his style. Because um, I think Batman Returns is actually like one of his best. Like, I I say that having not seen Ed Wood, you know, I haven't rewatched like Mars Attacks in a really long time, you know, but Batman Returns is like one of my favorite superhero movies. Like I saw it a couple of years ago and I'm like, this is amazing. Like yeah, it, it, yeah. it's so much fun. And I think the one thing I like about it is it's Tim Burton being let off his leash. And that's the one thing I really liked about the movie that again, I wish would happen 
that doesn't happen post MCU now is you don't let directors have their unique visions of movies. They're always having to serve to, they're always having to serve to uh, an end goal. And it always I think, has I think to that's be. true to a extent. But if it's a movie like not based on anything else, I think they can get away with it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I'm really proud of DC for letting James Gunn do what he wants with uh, with Peacemaker because I love that show's been excellent. Or like you think about some Tim Burton movies where he he, he like got to do it. Edward Nipple Hands, or I mean, <laughs> Edward, <laughs> Edward uh, Scissor Hands. Scissor Hands. That was a crazy off the wall movie about a guy with hands for scissors but uh, yeah and, uh, and <laughs> I, I mean think, scissors for hands <laughs> uh yeah and i think that's the one thing i kind of enjoy like oh, another movie a superhero movie i enjoy like maybe i'm in the, i'm in the minority here but i really like ang lee's hulk from 2003 okay. that's another one of my favorite super it's another movie that's like you'll never have a movie like this like there's a whole monologue between nick nolte yelling at eric banna and it's like it's like watching a stage production yeah and there's good there's really good parts of it but the parts of it that are really good aren't the superhero parts right i i feel like and he tried too much not to critique it too much but he tried to too much to make it like a comic book like he had like (laughs) oh there's a comic book movie it needs to have yeah you know i mean edited like a comic book and he and and only takes it so literal but I kind of wish like we'd get back to like, not that necessarily, but like even Sam Raimi, like I'm like, I I'm kind of excited about this new Dr. Strange movie he's directing, but is it going to do like his like trademark, like zoom close-ups? And is it going to be like kind of weird, like his sense of humor, like the reason we fell in love with him in the first (laughs) place? I hope so. I hope so. That's what I'm hoping. Cause it's like, you know, like I, James Gunn did a good job with Guardians and subsequently a great job with Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Those movies feel like they're kind of in their own leagues. But like, I want more of the, like, I get it. I know you're telling a story, but like give, make, let, let directors make weird decisions with movies again, because I would kind of, I would, because at the end of the day, you're still going to put them in like, whatever you know avengers 2 is going to be or something when you do the new batch i i still know we're going to get that movie i just want more of directors with their own little you know fingerprints on it yeah i could i could see that oh what i was, was going to say that um ang lee doing that thing with the comic book and like he filmed the same scenes from different angles and put it in there mm-hmm. so it felt like a comic book that that kind of literal take on it reminded me of the um, first person shooting scene in the Doom movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's it's like the first. It's based on the first person shooter. We have to show that. So right. they had a whole first scene where it was like, and it was really just kind of weird. But um, I digress. I I I I, uh, I agree. I I understand. Like, um, but that vision that you're talking about, I think, is almost like Kevin Feige's vision, and directors kind of mold in with that. So it's, yeah. so it's it's a little different with Marvel movies, but um, when you have like a good movie and the studio wants money, right? So they're like, "This is what people want," and they try to control it so much that it is it they literally will ruin a movie. I heard there, you know, and I, I think there probably is a really good Suicide Squad edit, you know, release the air cut, <laughs> you know. But and you know, yeah. I'm not the biggest. I didn't care for Su- uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. 
But if there's a way to do that movie and make it a better edit, I'm I'm game for it. I'm I'm personally interested in it. If you can find a way to make me like that, if if there's a way to make that movie better that I actually will go, hey, you know, his version of it is bad, but this one's actually pretty good. I would love to see that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag release the air cut. Release the air cut. Um yeah, it's it's a good it's it's actually a fun movie. It, there's some sometimes documentaries can run into like this is fine, but it should be like a a a, a featurette on someone's Blu-ray or whatever. This feels like it's its own living, breathing thing, and I enjoyed myself. I I still kind of wish we'd have that movie. I don't think it would be good, but I would have totally watched it. Yeah, uh, but we got the next best thing, the the crazy story behind it, and that's kind of a beautiful thing that John put that together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it, it would have just been that thing living in in the back of our heads forever. Like, oh, do you hear there used to be a, oh, there's gonna be a Nicholas Cage Superman, but now like you get like the whole story, and it was really cool that he put that together. So I I definitely enjoyed that. Um, to give it my rating, that's another full stack right there for sure. Uh, Really good. I would give it a three and a three pancakes with the maple syrup. I think it's mm-hmm. a fun movie. It maybe feels like it goes on a bit too long with the the world crafting a little bit, but once it gets itself back on the rails, it's still a fun movie to watch. It's still unreal that yeah. this almost existed. Yeah, if you're a movie fan, definitely check it out. Go to um what was the website? So it's actually on YouTube. Uh, I had found that there is a oh, sorry, uh, the real thing. Uh, yeah, let that's me what see. we want to plug. <laughs> we want to plug the real so, thing. So, yeah, uh, let me see about that. Uh, the death of Superman lives. Uh, pulling it up right now. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, download the movie and, and or, I mean, uh, purchase the movie. You know, I'm sure that goes to his family and everything. It's a really good YouTuber. You can go back, look at, um, um, like I remember when I first watched uh, X Men Days of Future Past, I was like, "Well, that was the greatest movie ever." I just like super loved it, and want to watch his review. And he's like, "Yeah, it's the greatest movie ever." I was like, "Yeah." Anyways, I digress. But yeah, okay. So I found it. So it is a link that you can follow, and I will put this in the. I will give this to for the notes on the show. Perfect. Uh, but it is. Uh, let me see. I'm pulling up the link right here. Yeah, they have digital purchase options. I don't know if a physical copy ever came out of this, but you would look it up as uh, the death of, this is all one word, the death of Superman lives, what happened, dot VHX dot TV. And yeah, it's like they have like a super pack digital version for $30. Then you there's like a $20 version, a $4 rental or $15 buy of just the movie. Yeah, it's it's something else. Yep, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you checked that out, man. It's cool to talk to you about it. So all right. Yeah. So next we're going to talk about um the de- the um uh the um power of the dog with uh Hammerdam uh lunch and snacks. Yes, uh, The Power of the Dog, directed by Jane Campion from 2021. 
uh, Risky is right. Uh, Crash Bandit Bandercooch, otherwise known as Bandit Cumberbatch. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and Cody Smith McPhee. Uh, basically, it's set in a it's a western, or it's set in the world of of a western. It's like the early, I think it's the early twenties, nineteen twenties. Yeah, and I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it basically uh, follows this kind of rough and tumble sort of cowboy character, uh, Phil Burbank, played by Cumberbatch, who I, I'm not going to lie for most of the movie. I wanted to call him Benedict son of a bitch because he's <laughs> just he is an ass and I loved it. But he's basically this uh, he's a rancher who is uh just got a mean streak and his brother Jesse Plemons ends up marrying a woman who owns a restaurant kind of owns like a little uh like an inn sort of thing and basically her son uh sort of she and the son interact with uh Cumberbatch's character Phil Burbank as he basically just sort of emotionally terrorizes them but it's not a horror film, at least not in a traditional sense. Uh, and it's a really interesting drama too. We'll get into it here in a moment, but yeah, it's, um, it's, I, I'm surprised that, that you have that much to say about what happens in the movie when it feels like nothing happens in the movie, but on purpose. Right. So it's, it's not like, um, like I didn't know anything about it. I thought it was going to be like, a, like a regular western you know what i mean cowboys guns right it's um it's a dialogue movie it's um a slow burn um um it's it, you know it's like uh benedict cumberlatch his um character you see his dick um you do you you see you see dong in this movie yep you do um so i'm kind of glad i didn't see it on the big screen i was watching (laughs) um um but uh uh, his character is like this yeah like you said an asshole but like it's they also give you um like scenes where it's he's in private and and you kind of get this glimpse of like you know that's almost an act kind of little hints of that mm-hmm. um i felt he um i don't know if he's jealous or like you don't really get his motivation it's kind of left vague what i'll say about it is it's like it's shot really beautifully there's really like beautiful scenery and stuff like that I'm not talking about the the penis thing mm-hmm. but like um there's the scenery and stuff don't 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 Give me a second. <laughs> There's that dramatic lighting that happens. You know? I will fix that. Go ahead and keep recording. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I like the um uh, I like the obviously it's a uh acting is excellent in it. Um great cinematography. To me, it was a little um boring. Maybe it's because I was expecting to see a um you know a western, but um you know, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it was a Western that that wasn't. It just it used the Western more as a. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What, what 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 do you think, man? What, so what I what I did learn about the movie is it is loosely based off a book. Yep. Uh, the title I don't know how. The title was actually it, it throws you. 
It really does because it does explain what the title's about. Uh, and it's, but I like, I don't know. It, it's, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I'm, I'm not, I'll, I'll stress up front. I'm not the biggest fan of Westerns. Uh, I'm one of those people that I, a Western has to have a really good way of catching me because maybe people feel this way or I do, at least the way I do. Westerns are just uh, samurai movies. They're just, they have six shooters instead of katanas. And that's the way I kind of had to reason it with myself is like, oh, Kill Bill technically is kind of a Western. It's just, you know, in the shot in the East is like the whole thing. Like Seven Samurais, Magnificent Seven, that sort of thing. This isn't one of those. Um, it's more contemplative. It's actually kind of like a, uh, it's a word that Risky uses all the time. And I agree. It's like uh, introspective kind of movie uh it's sort of like it challenges the idea of what a western is by kind of using um by using uh bandit cumberbatch's character uh uh what is his name uh phil burbank as this idea of like he's he's posturing as a cowboy because this is what cowboys are and this is what they need to be and this is what they do and I, I think there's like a little bit of that, like his brother's kind of, you know, he's, he's book learned and everything else. And I think it's like, we used to wrangle, you used to, you know, you used to do all this stuff with horses and stuff like that. You don't do any of that anymore. And I think he views it as like, I'm the only real man like left in a world where men are slowly going soft around you. I think he, uh, what it reminds me of maybe, I don't know why, but like, do you know those politicians who are like super like anti-gay and like nothing could be gay, but but you're like, this guy's probably pretty gay. Why is he why does he care so much? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like those politicians are like against gay people and then they get caught in a bathhouse with like a, a, a pre you know prepubescent boy or 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he well, I don't know that, but he uh he um his posh is he's a it's all like posturing and like he's a dick on purpose and it's but nothing happens in the movie i should say i was bored i was pretty bored with it really like yeah um i tried to watch it yesterday and i well i mean this wasn't the movie's fault I probably would i would have felt falling asleep to anything other than stepbrothers but um last night when i tried to watch it and i watched it again this morning mm-hmm. um and it was uh yeah it was a, it was a slow burn um, but it's good acting, really good acting. I think if I would have watched it knowing that I'd be watching like a dialogue movie, I would have been like more mentally prepared. That I just watched two westerns recently too. I just realized I watched um, The Harder They Fall, oh, and, okay, and I watched uh, True Grit uh, again with um, uh, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, and Haley Atwell, and um, or Haley Steinfeld, yeah. Who is that? Well, who's that? I don't know. But uh, was... she's uh Agent Carter on that TV oh. show. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. That's crazy. Um, but anyways, um, uh, so though though I just watched those and those were like really good. This is completely different type of a movie, right? But in my head, it was like the same type of like I was gonna watch another like western like that. So I think maybe I just wasn't prepared for the uh, the um, nothingness. I like 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 
what happens in the movie you know what i mean nothing really well and that's the thing i think uh so i can actually lend a little bit to this because this happened to me before so uh you were talking about you watch westerns and i think it's put you in a mindset so when you watch this movie it's not that it kind of you know yeah kind of threw you off a little bit so i did this a cup like about probably like 12 years ago or so with my dad we Excuse me. We rented a bunch of movies, and I'm not the biggest fan of westerns. We rented uh, Hot Fuzz, which is not a western. Uh, Three Ten to Yuma, the Christian Bale one, and uh, the title, uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. And my dad and I put we put on Three Ten to Yuma, and we were like, "This is great. This is actually a really fun action movie." You know, because it's a Western, like a traditional Western. Then we put on the the assassination of Jesse James. And the biggest problem we had while watching that movie is it's a talking movie. Like you cannot go into an action heavy movie and then go into a quiet contemplative drama because we didn't know that going into it. We thought it was a Western. So, you know, what you think a Western is. Yeah. And like that happens to people. Like I, I'll even confess, a movie that I'm probably harder on is um, Wonder Woman. Like I'm not the biggest fan of the Wonder Woman movie, but the reason why I'm not is because I watched The Big Sick first, the Kumail Nanjiani movie, oh, yeah. and that movie I've like I was like, oh, this movie just it's fantastic. It's one of the best movies of that year. And then I watched Wonder Woman immediately after that, and I'm like. Yeah, nothing is going to touch the big sick to me. So it's probably a better action movie than I let on. But when I reviewed it, I'm like, it's fine. I don't yeah, care. I can see that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. So, okay. I'm glad you kind of understand. So, so yeah. So with the caveat of th- that in mind, I think maybe I'll revisit it sometime mm-hmm. um, right after I've watched Clerks or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I and, and that's the thing for me is like I did not know what to expect going into it and I and this might make you feel a little bit better my wife tried watching it with me and she got up about a half an hour into it and just went I'm not into this and just literally left so I was like well I gotta watch this for the show <laughs> and I thought I was like am I not into this too and then it's like 30 a minute like if she left at 30 minutes at minute 32 I was like okay I'm in I'm in all for in for this and i'm actually a little jealous you've like watched it like how many times have you seen it or tried to finish it the this movie um just just twice i mean i watched it i got to um the part where he was naked i paused it Uh and then no second um (laughs) uh no i was joking Uh, i i uh i don't remember i like it was like real towards the beginning i fell asleep yeah. Um, but I, like again, I didn't blame that on the movie, just the fact no. that well, way they watching it. And I'm sitting here in my head, like I wish I could have watched it a second time because I I was entranced by it. I it is beautiful. It's amazing to me that it, it what's funny is I actually said to my wife in the beginning, they say it's Montana, and I used to live in Montana, and I was like Oh, that's a real Montana mountain right yeah, there. Yeah, but it was filmed in New Zealand. Though. Yeah, it was shot in New yeah. Zealand, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, no, I don't think that's Montana. That doesn't look like Montana. Like <laughs> roads or nothing. Uh, one thing I will say I give a lot of strength to is Kirsten Dunst. She's oh, yeah. 
she's playing a really thankless role and she does a really good job of playing like she plays a really miserable woman in this movie it, it, i actually joked when i was watching the, i was watching the movie thinking about it. i'm like did they just follow my family like circa 2010 with a camera? Cause this almost this literal, the scene where they're, she's like drinking and not dealing with the in-law very well is like, it was relatable to me on a really strange level. Like I won't go into it, but that situation nearly happened there. I didn't, I didn't see anybody's Johnson or anything. That part is a bit <laughs> weird, but it, it was uh, like, I, and I related so much on that on that level with like the dealing with the family members and they don't see eye to eye and like the conflict and stuff. I, I was taken in and I didn't know where it was going. And then when I got to the end of the movie, my jaw hit the floor and I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I love yeah. it. Okay. Uh, we can talk about the ending, but uh, it has a lot of, um, I, maybe this I'm, I sound like I'm joking. I probably am, but uh, like a lot of like male um, vis- visual. You know, I mean, like obviously you see uh, Bender Benedict's Cumberbatch, um, but you also see like a bull getting ca- like you see a bull getting castrated. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? that, well, that's the one thing I like about it is it kind of tackles the idea of like masculinity. And it's directed by a woman, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's like Jane Campion. She's had a career of doing stuff like this with movies where she tackles stuff in a real about adult movies. Like she did uh, The Piano, which got a bunch of Oscar buzz when we were kids. You see Harvey Keitel's dingling in that, too. Um, (laughs) In the cut, you see Mark Ruffalo's dong in that, like. Oh, yeah, I'm sensing a pattern here. Yeah, well, she does a lot of like women and male nudity and she treats them like these are people, they're not sex objects. But what I think is kind of interesting is it tackles like you're right, it has a lot of the masculine stuff. The one thing I think is funny is uh not funny, it's kind of sad, is um uh Bandit Cumberbatch's character has this obsession with a man called Bronco Henry, where he constantly talks about this man that it's almost like you don't you think he's like oh it's like an old friend of his the the way it reads it's almost like no he loved this man like it yeah. just stops short of being like a relationship in that way and it's more of like a friendship but the way it's being read on camera it's like uh, it's like phil can't not stop thinking about him and it's it's kind of sad but it doesn't make him less forgivable in any capacity. He's still unpleasant to be around. Like, I I don't know how I feel about it. It's so strange, but I kind of liked that. And if you also pay attention on the, um, did you see on the saddle that there's hearts on Bronco Henry's saddle? Oh, no, but that's interesting. Yeah, it it's like, I think the movie's probably a little, you know, it, it's like, if you didn't notice it, then I don't think it's heavy-handed necessarily, but I think it's like, no, he he loves this man to the point of obsession to some degree. I mean, like, and there's more like, obvious examples, but. Yeah, do you, do you think that feeds into his, like, maybe he's lying about himself to something that feeds into his, uh, 
needless aggression and you know i I think so i really do because i think what that you hear about that like it's always that thing with like bullies in high school where they always tease you about oh you're gay i bet you're gay and they can't lay off of it and it's like well you're picking on somebody for being gay probably means there you might be a little bit gay too you just you're afraid to admit that to yourself and i think he's the kind of person like he sees Cody Smith uh, McPhee's Peter in the movie who makes a flower. Like you see one image in the movie where he makes a flower out of a book and it's gorgeous. And then this man just kind of like, Oh, la dee da, you know, he's like making fun of him. And I think it's like, you know, a rose by any other name is still a rose. And I think in this case, it's like, you know, you're gay. You're just gay in a more butch, modern masculine way to his kind of being a bit fey and a little bit more not feminine but i think that's kind of how it reads a little bit he saw maybe that maybe that him like i mean he wasn't out or anything but but him being more about it made him jealous and angry i don't know that's me just like projecting but no i i and i i got that feeling from it too and then i think it's like as the slowly because they do end up kind of slowly like bonding to some degree i the thing that threw me that i'm not sure i understand is i can't tell if the ending is him being malicious or if he unintentionally does what he does at the end of the movie and that's the only part i can't figure out but that's I, 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 that was by design i'm sure like it's it's one of those endings where it's like um you know you might we watch the same ending you might have a whole different idea about it than i do you know what i mean that's it's, true but um but at, at the end of the day okay so um i liked it i didn't hate it at all so i mean it's it, it's in the positive rating for me if i were to should I do the pancake rating you think mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll give it. Um, yeah, I'd be on the positive side, so it's gonna be three and pancakes and um, some syrup. So three and a half is what that means, guys. By the way, uh, yeah. If this if this was the one thing I hate about this is that I wish I watched this movie last year because this would have made it in my top five. Uh, oh. This is a solid full stack of pancakes with the syrup for me. Oh, is that I, first one? Wait. My first one. I love this movie. I was like, it is slow, but it's by design. I think it's cool to watch a movie that's willing to take its time with it. I get it. If you're, you know, if you're tired, I've done that with movies before where I'm just not into it and I'm exhausted. And sometimes the spell works and I'll stay awake and even though I'm tired and watch a whole movie. And sometimes I just can't sit through it. I got to wait and have a cup of coffee with it or something, you know, but for me, like I was, I was entranced by it. I want to watch it again. Um, it depends on what we do for the end of the year here. If we yeah. decide to do uh top 10 movies we watched in 2022, this is going on my list. If we do like, Maybe if there's only five, who knows? Well, we'll see. I was going to say, hopefully we're going to see more new movies in 2022. And yeah, we should probably make it top 10 actually, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, for me, I was like, I was in, I was engaged by it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think the acting is phenomenal and I don't know what sort of chances this is going to have for Oscar season. Cause I guess they're, 
so we eventually we have to decide do we want to do an Oscars episode or not because the results are being announced uh, 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 February eighth of the nominees, and this has to be somewhere. It's either oh, gonna... I I, we, I I I'm so into the Oscars. I definitely want to do a whole. I like to watch this is, uh, this is a little nerdy of me, but you might do it too. But I like. When the when the list comes out, I watch every everything, even the um, like the short films, the foreign films. I'll 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 make it a point to watch every one of there. So you know. I, if 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 we're serious about doing that, I will I will do that because I've never done that before. But I That's would the, really it's, do it. it. It makes the um. It's almost like probably how my dad feels when he watched football because he knows all the players and all the teams and stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, he's like, oh, God. And I'm like, oh, what are you so excited about? I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but you know, so if, if you do that, with it just, it makes it that much more, you know, and listen to all the songs that are nominated, you know what I mean? Just like, it's just a blast. Oh, yeah. Um. So, and then I think what could be fun is if we do our own nominations as to what we think should have been nominated. You know what I mean? I like um, that. Yeah. 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 So we'll circle back to that. Um, so yeah, so that's your, I think that's, did I give um, a full stack with the syrup? I feel like I did for some. Yeah. For don't, yeah, I think you did a full stack. Yep. For Where, don't look up. Don't look up. And then I think you did it again for last duel. If I'm not mistaken. No, I did the full stack, but not with the syrup. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that Same was thing the, I gave uh, Superman lives or whatever. So right, so I I realized that we've talked about this, but we've never actually made it official. So we've never talked about the ratings uh, system. So right. the way I've realized is, uh, if you've if you've listened to the first two episodes, you've probably got an idea of it. But what we're essentially doing is a plate, an empty plate is nothing. We we did not care for this movie. It was a waste of our time. Uh, the half star, so to speak, would be the syrup. And then the pancakes are their individual ratings with, you know, one pancake, you know, or a, a full a full stack of pancakes. Five, five pancakes with the syrup is like a perfect score. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I realize we've talked about, it, but we've never actually I don't think we've explained that to the audience. So, uh, yeah. And then one thing I was thinking we could do for the show that might be cool is we could have a Google document link that people can click on and it'll mm-hmm. be like a, a Excel file, maybe like um, where they could see what, what movie. I don't even know how to do that, but that'd be a fun thing to do. I That would be fun. I would love to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll look into that. Um, so that way you could always like, you know, we can, and now help us keep a tally. So when we do the um, end of the year, battle royale or something i don't know what we're gonna do. oh but, no uh, i I like that that sounds like a lot of fun yeah yeah um so uh you know we're building an audience there uh we did get a um a suggestion from a uh viewer um <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and play that and uh see what is all right uh, suggested all right so everybody uh, uh we're gonna hit this I have no idea what's going to be risky. Did you listen to this beforehand or I, I did when I sent it to you. So I, so okay. I know it's coming, but okay, you, let's go ahead. So yeah. we're going to play this. Uh, if it doesn't pick, if it doesn't track, we will find a way to put it in posts. Uh, here is our suggestion, which by the way, if you have suggestions for the show, please contact us. We post this on Facebook, wherever 
we probably need to make an email for this at some point so people can. Yeah, well, this. actually, actually, the the what we'll do is um, in the links of the episode, wherever you're uh, the bio, biography, the show the notes or whatever. Yeah, description. That's what I was looking for. Um, there's going to be a link where you guys can either email us or uh, a little thing where you can call in a phone number and call in leave a message and we're gonna start playing those too so it'll be similar to this um or if you're if you're on facebook you can any way you want to get it to us you can but that'll be the easiest way so all right <laughs> Let's play. all right okay here we go uh here's the suggestion and yo i got a show recommendation or request from a fan and an avid listener I would love to hear you guys do an episode reviewing the movie Logan and Risky Business. <laughs> Thank you for your consideration. <laughs> I love that so much. I I love that. That I think that would be so cool. Do you, okay, credit where credits do. Who is that? Because you said that, that. Yeah. Okay. So that is TJ. He has a podcast of his own called uh, True Reviews and Interviews, uh, which is pretty cool. Also, he's the host of the Beer Bongs of Bull Bull Crap um, podcast. Bullshit. I can cuss on here, right? I don't know. Um, and then uh, um, he's 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 a rapper too. He's got a dope new album that came out. But um, yeah, so that was uh, TJ True Justice, um, and I like that too. Logan and Risky. Now I've never seen Risky Business. I, I have, have I have never seen Risky Business. So I do research for the show. Which, for the record, if there is something not available, I will try to figure out a way. It, in most cases, most of our movies are available to rent. Or we'll figure out a way to get them to yeah, out so to we'll, people. We'll look. We'll look uh, into where these ones are I, because um, I know I you actually do um, know. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> so uh, if this web, if this app actually wants to, uh, you know, sponsor us or something, it's called Just Watch. Okay. So yes. So I know that um, that uh, you know you didn't know ahead of time. So if you could look up on there and see what. Uh, where um logan and risky business are playing so that would be yeah uh risky business is currently streaming on hbo max perfect and that is uh from 1983 starring uh tom cruise directed by paul brickman uh and then logan is actually streaming on hulu oh that's perfect and it doesn't know whether it's logan noir or the the uh, Logan in uh, color. Okay, so you've seen no- Logan, right? I have seen Logan. I have not seen Logan Noir. Let's do Logan no- Noir because I haven't either. I know it's just black and white. I think. But. Yeah, I, I'd be down to doing that. I, I'd almost be willing to watch it twice. I haven't seen Logan since uh, twenty seventeen, so it's been a few years for me. Well, I just I'm I'm looking at Logan right now, so. Um. <laughs> Hey, getting me all kinds of risky business here, man. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. That, that was funny, TJ, to do that. I like that. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So, so let's do that. We'll watch the Logan New York and risky business. <laughs> all right. That's so, awesome. uh, that is every that is it from there. And uh, we'll usually try to come up with like a top five list for next week. Uh, those ones are a bit more for us, so we can have more fun with it as we go along. Uh, if anyone has ideas for suggestions on uh, top five ideas, new movie suggestions, anything, we are down for just about everything. I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are willing to go out to the movie theater. Uh, my wife and I are trying to budget it so we can go out to 
see new movies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yep, yep. Uh, you gotta see the new Spider Man, too, so we can talk about that and get caught up uh, on the book of Boba Fett. Yes. Book of Boba Fett, so we can talk about that. But all right, guys, you know what to do. Make sure you like and subscribe. Leave a review in iTunes. That does help um, grow the channel. Make sure you, you know, if you love movies, thanks for joining the conversation because this is Movies for Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Grab a, grab a plate, everybody. Dig in. <laughs> see you next yeah. time. Yeah.